The Fit Sessions Podcast. The Fit Sessions Podcast. Live, love, work, grow. Strength, think, I know. Y'all ready for this? The Fit Sessions Podcast. The, the, the Fit Sessions Podcast. Fit Session. The Fit Sessions Podcast. The, the, the Fit Sessions Podcast. Fit Session. The, 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 the Fit Session. Go, the, 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 the Fit Session. Go, the, 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 the Fit Session. Go, the, 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 the Fit Sessions Podcast. sessions podcast dude i've had a dream to start doing this and now it's coming to fruition i think podcasts are a good medium do you like listening to podcasts i do uh i listen to joe rogan quite frankly dude joe rogan's the godfather like he's the one that's inspired me to do all this stuff you know like i started listening to a ton of sports radio do you like listening to sports radio you know being a football guy i listened to colin cowherd he was my favorite yeah and um from there on, I would, so I, I was a teacher before, well, I was a personal trainer first, then I became a teacher, and then um, I was driving an hour away to go to the south side, and I would listen to podcasts to entertain myself. I started listening to The Herd, and then for some reason, I mean, I liked him because he related all his things on another level, and I loved learning things on a whole other level, and... Um, for, after a little while, I just started forgetting about the sports. I was like, I don't care about LeBron. Yeah. I don't care about the Patriots. I don't care about that shit. And then I started listening to Rogan and some of the things he talks about. A lot of things about exercise, nutrition, space, uh, different types of workouts. Uh, you name it, he talked about it. Archery, hunting. MMA. MMA, yeah. right? You know? So, like... I just got turned on to him. And he's, he's the first guy I go to, like, after the big UFC fights. I'm like, all right, I got to see what Joe Rogan and the guy's got to say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, like, I thought about, I was like, all right, well, I'm a fitness guy. I like talking about exercise. I like talking about fitness. Why don't I just start my own podcast? I like having conversations with people. I met you three weeks ago. Yep. We instantaneously click. Yep. And now you and I are here, sitting here, doing the Fit Sessions podcast. It's beautiful. Yeah. So, thanks for having or thanks for having me. Thank you for doing my podcast. Thanks for having me. And yeah. uh, I really look forward to this relationship and building on it and doing this podcast on a weekly basis. And so, um, tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me, like, what got you into fitness? Why are you training? What do yeah. You- so, I mean, it basically just a, the general sports background. Um, you know, it's funny because I didn't really. It's it, as a kid, you do sports. Um, a, because a lot of other kids are doing them. B, because your parents need to get you the hell out of the house. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and C, it, are you, were you good at them? I was good at them, but I didn't get good at them until later. I didn't understand them until later, to be honest with you. So I played, I played, let's see, played soccer, base, basketball, not baseball. Uh, I never played bas- baseball either. Like, it just wasn't a thing growing up in my household. Just the soccer day player. before the baseball tryout, my dad threw me a pop-up. I lost it in the sun. Smacked me right in the mouth. I was like, that's it. it. Not my thing. Fuck that thing. Yeah, I'm not going to play. Yeah. So, no baseball. Um, football. Um, ran track, cross country in grade school. Um, and then I actually played volleyball one year in high school. Nice. And um, you're a prospect kid, right? Yeah, I went to St. Vitor. Oh, St. Vitor. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, but I grew up in Mount Prospect, correct. Um, but football, I mean, football I grew to love. Um, it's funny because freshman year football, I played. Um, and actually, I was a, it's funny, I always remember this. I was um, a second stringer, and one of the guys who was ahead of me was also playing both ways. And uh, I could just tell he was tired. So I was like, hey, man, why don't you sit out this one and let me come in. So I basically subbed myself in, caught a good pass, and then ever since then I just kept going. Were you playing tight end? No, I was actually a receiver. Wide receiver? Yeah, yeah. Um, sophomore year, didn't play. I, I, for some reason, I just uh, I didn't know what position to play. I wasn't even into it. I didn't really care. Junior year hurt my back. Um, I did that actually playing pickup baseball with some friends. I mean, I had a group of friends that we were just always out, out and about doing stuff, so it was awesome. But um, so junior year high school, I didn't even play. Senior year, started as a defensive end. Um, was a smaller guy, but I was just, I, I just worked my ass off. I was just a workhorse. Um, so I was, I, I was pretty successful there. Then I went to Loris College. After that, played. Um, Redshirted my freshman year and then played all the way throughout my fifth year, senior year. So as far as like football and college, I played Division three college football yeah. too. You told me that you really didn't start learning how to hit the weights properly until college sports came around, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. that was what, 18 years old, freshman year of college? Yeah, 18 years old. I mean, we and, and my philosophy kind of grew, grows from there with the fitness aspect. We were doing Olympic lifting, okay? So yeah. we were doing overhead snatches. We're doing um, hang cleans. We're doing um, split jerk. Yeah. Um, trying to think what else. Some push press, squatting, obviously, deadlifting. Um, yeah, man. I was so new to that, too, when I got to college. Like, they were doing clean and jerk, hang cleans, power yeah. cleans. And I had to, like, figure out the difference between the two. My form was off. Yeah. And then, like, as the new guy, I was a 21-year-old freshman yeah. when I got wow. to college, dude. And uh, I was just a you know, kicker, but I, was, I had been lifting weights already. I was already two and a half years into personal training at the time. And um, I learned, you know, how to work chest and back and the single, like... You knew somewhat of the basics, but yeah, then you basics. get to college, it's a whole new level. Dude, totally different volume. I mean, for the first year, we didn't even really put any weight on the bars. We yeah. were just doing the movements. Yeah. I didn't understand the hang snatch until I was like a junior. Like that, that took mechanics. That I, took I just learned it. I just learned it like last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The hip movement, the, the, the power you get from your hips, that stuff takes time. That stuff, that stuff needs to be just like, you know, um, what's the word for it? Just drilled into you. Yeah. You know, you do. Yeah. muscle memory, right? That's muscle gotta, memory. that's gotta take over. Yeah. yeah. And it's a lot, and it, it was difficult for people, um, who are used to putting up tons of weights and then we get to our strength coach at Loris, and he's like, no, 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 you kids know nothing. Yeah. He's like, we're going to go through my, my way. Um, and that was awesome. Loved it. Loved it. Fell in love with it. Yeah. And then you just kind of like build on top of that, right? And build on top the of The next it. class comes in, the class after that comes in, yeah. and you're teaching them the way. Yeah. And yeah. Like, were you always inclined to like teach exercise? Yes. Was that and something I, that well, was in your DNA? Not to teach exercise, no. But to be a leader, uh, definitely. Yeah, nice. yeah, and not to like, not to toot my horn or anything like that, but like that, just my personality. Me too. I, I, I was just like, look, if you kids don't know what you're doing in the weight room and we're gonna get yelled at for it, let me guide you to do it the right way, and everything's gonna be easier. Fuck yeah. So let's just let's just do it. Let's just let's let's make it make it go by smooth. Yeah, you know, I think there's some people who are like that alpha male type, 
you know, follow me, I'll show you the way. And then there are people who are just, you know, follow, follow the leader, which is, you know, nothing good. wrong with it. Everybody's got, everybody's good at something. And that, and that, that you need those people. You need everybody. You need yeah. every single little layout. Um, but yeah, that definitely became my role. Um, even going into my fifth year, senior year, I, I, I was kind of pissed off. I was like, I don't want to be lifting with these young kids anymore. I know what I'm doing, coach, blah, blah, blah. And he literally looked at me and was like, look, to be honest with you, I need you more for this offseason than you need this team. He's like, I just need you to guide these guys. You know? yeah, and to me, yeah. it's like, okay, well then, you know, I'll do it. Absolutely. So, yeah. And then, so, you play senior year. I mean, football, D3 level, it is what it is. You enjoy the experience. It's part of growing up and getting to know, like, what you're about as a human being, right? Yeah. You learn so much from playing sports, and not just football. You play soccer. You play basketball. You learn how to be a competitor. You learn how to be a fair sport, you know, fair athlete, fair player. Mm-hmm. Uh, you learn to hold yourself accountable. You learn discipline. Totally. Totally. And something that separates the good from the greats yep. is that work ethic. Yes, totally. We were talking about that earlier. Yep. And then from football, you went into what? You, you were a bodybuilder, right? I yeah, so, so I, when football's done, I'm like, well, what the hell am I going to do now? Because I have no reason to be in the gym. But I love the gym. It's my stress relief. And it's just the only place I can kind of just go a little nuts, yeah. right, without anybody questioning it. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, well, what's the next thing? I don't want to do powerlifting. I'm, I'm too injured. Um, so bodybuilding came in. And for me, that was just like and, – and growing up, you know, you're always looking at the, the guys in the magazines. You're like, Jesus Christ, I wish it could be like that. Dude, I remember distinctly from a young age, like 14 years old, looking at like a, a, you know, an adult's physique that was muscular and be yeah. like, dude, I want yeah. to have a physique like that. Yeah. And I always wanted to be the guy that the young kids, could, that the young kids looked up to. Just yeah. like when I was a kid and I was like, Jesus Christ, how the hell did, does he look like that? I wish I could look – I wish I could train with that guy and yeah. learn from him. Yeah. But when you're that little, you don't want to – you don't want to ask. You're, right. like, uh, you you're know? intimidated. Yeah, it's yeah. totally natural. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so that like with the bodybuilding and then just the training in general, I feel like I'm giving back also. Because yeah. it's like I've learned so much through trial and error. Now I can give back and not have people waste their time trying to get in shape. Dude, I tell even students of mine, you know, because I'm a high school teacher during the day, that if you have a genuine interest in exercise and fitness, if you genuinely love this, you're obligated to help people along the way. So true. You're obligated. It's just, I mean, it's so complex. And in this day and age, we know more information than we've ever known before. Right? In the last 10 years, we've learned more than we did in the previous 100, yep. given today's technology advances. Right, So if you had that natural inclination to learn and benefit from it, and you know how to work yourself, you better be sharing that information with yep. other people. And I don't know, some people might be reluctant, some people may pick it up, but yep. it is a special thing to just help your brother or sister along the fitness path, or yep. just a healthy path, right? Yeah, definitely just a healthy path, too. I mean... And, and part of it is actually doing it. Yeah. It's the biggest thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's the biggest thing. Talk is cheap, right? Talk is so cheap. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, I mean, you have somebody who, you know, wants to tell you they eat great, they eat great. But, but there's no way I can get the stomach that I want. This, I, I'm just, I can't get in shape. It's just my body. It's not doing it. It's like there's still things you can do. Yeah. There's still things you can try. For sure, especially when it comes to nutrition. So let's let's go like deep into the bodybuilding world. You started the bodybuilding thing, and like tell me like the learning process because there's I know for a fact a lot of young kids out there that might want to go the bodybuilding route. And you know, explain me a little bit because I'm 
I don't know anything about bodybuilding. I've listened to guys like Dorian Yates talk. Yeah, who's dude? Have you ever listened to Dorian Yates? Yeah. He's the man. You're one you of my idols. Yeah. You listen to Arnold talk. Yeah. You watch, a lot of kids watch Pumping Iron. Yep. That movie's still super relevant today. You know, kids are super inspired. I, I'm inspired by you know I'm a 29 year old man, and um, I don't know. Explain it to me in detail. Like you went through it. What it like? What is it all about, man? So in a sense, it's about being as lean as possible yet holding as much muscle as you can. And then putting it into an artistic uh, looking shape and artistic looking poses. Basically, when I think about it, I, 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 when I close my eyes and think about bodybuilding, I'm thinking about Greek statues, yeah, right? And you're just like, it. man, those guys were built. You know, whoever created that marble statue, I don't know if the guy looked like that in real life or not, you know? But, but shit, he looks good, yeah. you know? And, and, and it, there's How something... How many poses are there? What's that? How many poses are there? So you've got your mandatory poses. There would be... So let's see. You're you're basically doing quarter turns. Um, so your your quarter turns. You're facing the front, right? And it's going to say quarter quarter turn to your right. You're going to face the right, so we can see your whole right side, uh, right? He's looking. What they're looking for is what they're doing is they're comparing you. At least the guy in the middle. They're comparing him off of everybody else, right? So what they're trying to do is they're trying to get the guy who looks the best in the middle, and then compare him. On everybody else. Interesting. So everybody needs to catch up with him. Is basically interesting. What it's so how do you get to be in the middle? You have to look the best, uh. right? So you so there's no order, right? So they they'll call you out. They'll say um, men's open heavyweight, right? You're you're on stage, so you get out there. That's that's in the morning time, um, or the the pre judging of the show. Uh -huh. You're standing out there, um, and you're lined up with however many guys are in your weight class. Okay, um, some shows are going to be bigger, some shows are going to be smaller, just depending on if it's a local show, a national show, whatever, pro professional show. Um, so everybody's going through those mandatory poses. You know, front relaxed, quarter turn to your right, and then you're going to quarter turn to your back so they can look at your back, your hamstrings, your glutes. Basically, you're just anatomy, right? Right. And then you're gonna, they're going to spin you all And they're looking around. for size. They're, they're looking, looking for size, for definition, muscle, muscle, muscle symmetry, yeah. um, and then the condition. Okay. okay? Um, and then after they spin you, then they'll put you through the poses. So the real bodybuilding poses. So, um, first one would be, um, front double bicep. So you're standing in the front, arms up, you know, yeah. front double bicep, then front lat spread. Then you're going to go to a side chest. So you're going to quarter turn to your right side chest. Um, then they'll have you spin all the way to the back, back double bicep back lat spread, which is you're showing the width of your back. Mm -hmm. Then they're gonna turn you to the side again. They'll say um, side tricep. So there you're, you're kind of showing off, you know, one of your legs and your tricep and shoulder, kind of that whole side mm -hmm. there. Then they bring you around again, abdominals and thighs. Um, and then most muscular, which is, you know, right in the front, you know. That natural exactly. pose that everyone exactly. goes to. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, so <laughs> then they send you off stage. Um, Usually, 90% of the time, if you're in the middle, when they're done, you've probably won. Interesting. Usually. Okay. Yeah, you know, I came across a guy at GNC the other day. He's training for a competition, and he told me about his first competition that he learned from. He's like, you know, guys were bumping me when I was in the middle, and I scooted to the side. And he said that kind of shot me in the foot right there because when I went off to the side, the judges weren't looking yeah. at me anymore. Yeah. And they're looking it's all in the center. It's, it's all in the center. 
and the lighting. You, so the lighting is so bright, it's almost like the lights in here. Yeah. Um, you, when you're looking out, you, all you can really see is the faces of the judges. The crowd is kind of just blemished. Just I'm because sure. The they're they're so, irrelevant. Yeah. They're just yeah. there. Just yeah, they're just there. Supporting. Um, so what they do is they, they send you off, and then uh, the night show, they have you come in, and that's more of like a... Uh, it's more for your fans, more for your for your family, that kind of thing. More you kind of just showing yeah. off, basically. Um, you're gonna do your single posing routine, so you just kind of pick music and pose to it. Yeah. Um, then they'll bring everybody out again, go through those poses, and then they'll just they'll call out the winner from there. And then that's that's basically what it is. So you did two shows already? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Came yeah. second in both. Um, I love it. It's a, it's a great. It's a great sport. It's a great. It's a better motivator. It's a good sport. I would change a few things about it, um, but it's a it's a it's a really good motivator to a learn about your body and how it works. B how food works with your body. So important. So important, and a lot of people neglect that. Yeah. And then um, how to build muscle. It, it, you basically learn you learn your whole anatomy through this whole entire thing. Yeah. And then you're learning you know just the science behind everything. Yeah. How to make the muscle grow, how to lose the weight that you need without sacrificing the muscle, things like that. Now, let's say somebody wants to start just from scratch. They have a nice base, whatever. They played college football, so they're kind of muscular. Yeah. They haven't dabbled into the bodybuilding world at all. Yeah. Like, what's the time frame? How big of like a, a map are we looking at from like January to what? January to May, January to so June? Usually it'll take time. Yeah, like, usually it'll take somebody from just being like, let's say I was gonna take you and put you through a show. Yeah. We'd probably take either 16 to 12 weeks to get you ready. 16 to 12, 12 weeks, weeks, okay. Depending right, so on where you're at. Three, four months. Yeah. Three, four yeah. months. Depending on how you are. Um, if it's your first show, I would probably, you could probably do it in 12. As you get bigger and, and grow more, it, it might take a little bit longer to get that body fat off of you. Depending on, and everybody's different too, you yeah. gotta realize the body type, so yeah. the coach is gonna go through that with you. Um, I wouldn't mind just like doing it just to fucking say that I did a bodybuilding show. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's the reason why I did it. Cause it's like, look, this gets me up in the morning, I have to have my food ready, I have to have my shit together at work, I have to, have everything in line because if I miss a meal or if I miss a workout, I only if it, if you're doing a 12 week if you're doing a show in 12 weeks, that's only 12 squat days or 12 leg days. Yeah, right. True. So everything counts. So let's 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 break that up. Like how how does training work? Are you doing single single splits like single body part splits, and you're going seven days a week, six days a week? I mean, you got to have recovery day in there. Everybody's right? different. Everybody's different. Generally, you're looking at a rep range from. Eight to twelve reps for the whole three months. Depending, it, it, it seriously it depends. Me personally, I like to go heavy. I like to go heavy. I, I do like too. To, I like to go from I like to go five to ten reps in that rep range. Uh, um, now, depending on the exercise, if I'm doing a leg press or something like that, I'll go up to twenty, up to twenty reps. Okay. Um, legs, so larger like muscle groups. Legs, larger muscle groups. You more. can exhaust yourself, yeah. and you need to exhaust yourself yeah. with that because um, it's just a, it's a huge muscle group. It can take that. That tax, yeah. you know? And just to like get the definition in the quads, I mean, you want to show the separation between the different yes. muscles in the front part of your leg, the back yep. part of your leg, yep. your calves. You want it all proportional. Um, yeah. So that, and that's the thing too. When you go through these shows, you realize real quick because you're that lean. You're like, 
oh crap, you know, my shoulders could be a little more round or yeah. I could really work on my calves. Yeah, or, my or, traps need a little work. My, my biceps traps, aren't my bicep, peaking. For right? me, it was my triceps. I really needed to work on my triceps. So I've been, you know, doing monster workouts with those. Um, and when, like, did you have a coach look at you and say, hey, look, you, I want to sculpt a little bit more tricep here. Or your quad's looking a little weak. Your hamstring's a little too much. Your butt is not as puffy or... Like how, like, how did you go about that? Yeah, so I hired a coach um, my first show because I, I said, you know what? I know nothing about this. I'm oblivious to it. I need somebody who's done it before, so I'm just going to hire a guy, right? Nice. And it was just a guy from the gym, okay? Um, turned out to be not a very good relationship. He, he was kind of lazy. Um, he put me on a crazy diet. I did the whole diet 100%. I did not cheat once. I lost 50 pounds in 12 weeks. You went from what weight? I went from about 247, 250 to my stage weight at 206. Damn. In 12 weeks. Damn. Um, and you're 6'2". Yeah. Dude, 206. Man, if you look at what, show, what, yeah. what's, your, what's your Instagram? What are you at? Will Tum? Uh, w Tumberger one W uh, yeah. Tumberger one Check out his photos, yeah. people, because, dude, lean monster. In those yeah. photos, man. Yeah. So and that and then and then that's the thing too with body types. For me, I can I can lean out really really easily. Mm-hmm. For my second show, did you always have like abs growing up, or you were like yeah. the six year old with a six yeah. pack? Yeah. 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 Asshole. It's just that's just the. But you've got better arms. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Everybody's are different. So I, yeah, whether you're an ectomorph or a mesomorph or um, <laughs> anything like that, yeah. Interesting. So, so does height play a role into it? Like. Yeah. Like, do, you, do the judges look at the guy who's 6'2 versus the guy who's 5'9? Yeah. The guy who's 6'2 has a better chance of winning than 5'9? Usually, yeah. Interesting. The guy who's 6'2 can hide it really well. Yeah. I can walk around in normal street clothes. You would never know I'm a bodybuilder. But I take my shirt off. My waist is about this big. Yeah, and your right? freaking lats are coming out And my lats come out. And I can really yeah. over – I can dwarf somebody, yeah. right? Yeah. Even yeah. though my muscles are longer, they have longer bellies, they're not as compact, right? Um, I can make them bigger – over time, but it's going to take me time to get to where I want to be. I'm only 26. Um, I'd like to be like a good, I I would like to look like a professional bodybuilder by 35. Yeah. But I also know that it's going to take, I'm patient. So you, you still want to do this stuff long term. You still, yeah, I would love, well, yeah, not to, I, w- I wouldn't want to make a career out of it. If somebody gave me the opportunity to t- make a career out of it, hell yeah, because you're basically paying me to do what I'm already doing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so if someone wants to pay me to do that, sure. But, but hold on. Here's the thing. No one's going to walk out of here and be like, yo, dude, I'm going to give you so much money exactly. to pay for it. You know, like, if you That's really- why it's not a good career path. Yeah. The career path is being a personal trainer or being um, a nutritionist or, or somebody that can aid in that field. Right, because only the top one percent are, are professional right, bodybuilders right. and make a living at that. The payout isn't that good. Um, it's a lot of hard work. And you were telling me about like the negatives of bodybuilding. Talk to me a little bit more about like the day to day shit. Because you know what? There's a lot of kids and people in general. They get confused with bodybuilding being the healthy way to go about your daily routine for the average person. Yeah, and that's let's not, talk, that's not necessarily. It's a it's a huge no. misconception. Yes. Okay, yeah. like. Tell me a little bit about that. What are the differences between somebody who's just looking to drop body fat and tone up, so to speak, as opposed to somebody 12 weeks out training for a show? Their mindset is completely different. Um, and it changes with time, too. Like I said, you're, you're constantly um, – like f- f- 
the way I thought about my first show compared to my second show, it's a completely different person. So mm-hmm. let's, I'll just go through it. Yeah. My first it. show, um, took it way too seriously. Um, thought I, I thought I was, um, I don't know what the word for it is, but it's like, you, you think that you're almost, um, better for doing it. It, it was just kind of a pompous, like arrogant, maybe. Arrogant. You're not trying to be, but at the same time, you kind of need to be because yeah. you've never done a show before, and you can't. And all and all you've heard from people from the gym is, "Oh yeah, you got to have your meals. You got to do, and you do, you do." But there's a nice way to do it. Um, there's a better way to do it. I wouldn't say a nice way to do it because at the end of the day, it's on you. You got to do your stuff. Yeah. Right. You don't want to look an asshole on stage. No. No. You don't want to come out of shape. But there's also instances where. Like with my coach, he would be late to a workout and I would say, dude, screw you. I got to go home and eat. You're going to wait on me now. Yeah. Not to be an asshole, but I'm going to be an asshole you because do what you I'm do. the one that's standing on stage. You're not. Yeah. Right. Um, so what it does, not only are you malnutritioned, um, you're, you're, you're dropping body weight very, very fast. You're using supplements to do that. Um, in order to, you know, raise your body temperature low and, um, you know, burn, accelerate, you know, fat loss. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a lot of just, there's, there's unwanted side effects, um, with, with certain things like that, you know, your heart's palpitating or, mm-hmm. you know, it feels like you've drank coffee all day. Yeah, fuck that. Um, it's not, it's not fun. Yeah. I'm sure like just the day to day train, I mean, I'm sure you had to train twice a day at times. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because, because you get to the point where, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll pull up my. My diet for the first show it's literally tilapia and spinach uh or tilapia ground turkey every and spinach day. Every and day. eggs there was no carbohydrates in that in that diet at least in the later stages so i looked like a skeleton at some point at some dude let's point. talk let's talk about carbohydrates because i think look i think a lot of times people become overweight over a long period of time because they're overdoing the carbohydrates they're overdoing the sugar and they don't even realize the sugar Dude, sugar is sugar. is the devil. Sugar. <laughs> right? how, how many times growing up did you just chug a Gatorade? Oh yeah, right. And you're like, oh, yeah. Help it's just water. It's gotta electrolytes. Re- gotta replace my electrolytes. That's replace your said. electrolytes, and that's fine. Yeah. That whole can is that whole bottle is sugar. Yeah. Right. Percent. And so, like, here's here's one of the things just um, that that just makes you wiser through experience. In college, okay. Um, you're constantly told you're not big enough, you're not strong enough, you need to eat, you need to get bigger, you need to grow. But no one tells you what to eat. They just say, eat everything. Go to the calf and eat everything. Yeah. I literally did that. You ask my friends, I, I, I would sit in the calf for two hours at a time, eat nothing but pasta and yogurt. Because it's like, well, shit, that's putting weight on me, right? right. Um, and I've got a photo of me in my last, my last uh, game with my mom. Yeah, and I'm just, I'm just bloated. Yeah. You know? and, I, and, I, and I look 20 pounds heavier than I am now. But I, I, I actually weigh a lot more than I did then. Right. It, it's, it's it, so the, the body composition totally changes. Yeah. So until you – and then another thing, my blood sugar was I'm dropping sure. like crazy. I'm and sure I, got, I got diabetes in my family. And then, he, you know, so I would be going out to practice and my blood sugar drops. And I'm like, holy crap, I don't know what to do here. And the trainers don't even – the trainers, didn't, they didn't help. Dude. So I would bring I a bag to. of Skittles and I would put it in my pants – and whenever that would happen, I didn't know what it was. Whenever that, I just pull my Skittles and I'd eat them, and then that, and I would just go on. Wow. Yeah, I would do that almost every practice. Wow. Yeah. The, yeah. And it's like, and and it, and it pisses me off that no one could have 
you know, you got guys with their master's degree with, with athletic training, and you can't tell a kid, hey, hey, hey I've, I've seen you at the calf. You're putting in a bunch of shit. I've seen you gain all this weight. How, could, how can you not help somebody? You yeah. Know? You know what? I, I don't know that that information is really out there for people. I mean, especially back in the day. I mean, it's been 50 years of misconstrued information. You know, you, could go, you go back to the 1950s when sugar companies basically bribed scientists to say that yep. unsaturated and saturated fat were the cause of heart disease, diabetes, and cancer, when in all reality, it's the sugar that does all that yeah. stuff. And, you know, after 50, 60 years of this misinformation, we have a population who doesn't know any better. And look at the problem that we have on our hands now. I think by the, I think the stat is by 2030, two-thirds of the population will either have diabetes Yikes. or have a predisposition to have diabetes I in the future, yeah. right? And then yeah. a, a certain percentage of that is going to go undiagnosed that they won't even know, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. it's due to the crap that they're putting into their bodies. Then the sad part about all this is that it's controllable, yep. you know? It's completely controllable, totally controllable about what you're putting in your body. Also... How to educate yourself nowadays. You can't use the excuse, well, nobody told me. Everyone's got the cell phone in their pocket now that's basically an encyclopedia of all the information in the world at this moment in time right yep, now. Yep, yep. So as a human, as an individual, forget your background, forget your family, forget your friends, whatever. You need to make the decision. It's binary. Yep. Learn the information and then apply the information to your lifestyle. Yeah. Sugar's fucking bad for you. Sugar's bad for you. you I, know? Think, I, think that you I think, though, that you need... A positive role model to for sure to get that because oh, yeah. because like I said I could have totally googled why my blood sugar is going low and I probably did right but at the same time I was like eh fuck it I'll just eat my skittles yeah no one was enforcing right? better behavior. no one was saying hey ten years down the road if you're still doing this you're gonna be taking shots right yeah well, that's the beauty of a podcast now which is great I think you know you and I someone you know people who've been down that road before and had their their battles with weight loss and trying to perfect their body so to speak we're talking about it now and hopefully you know this gets out there for someone to listen to and this is exactly why i want to start this anyway so that people could really like pay attention and and then start to think it's thought-provoking conversation you know and they can keep listening on and listening on and hopefully make the change to their lifestyle make the change to their bodies um and just live a healthier lifestyle feel better because life is that much better when you're feeling better and when the people around you are better Right? Yeah. Um, and this is what the podcast has the power to do. Yeah. You know? Um, it's, it's, it's crazy to me that, you know, people will go meal after meal after meal after meal thinking that they're eating healthy. Multi-grain bagel, orange juice for breakfast, lunchtime comes I had around. I somebody try to convince me Dunkin' Donuts breakfast was healthy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I had... Um, she ate Dunkin' Donuts for breakfast, then she would have like Popeye's chicken for, for lunch. Yeah. And I said, well, I said, what are you doing to yourself? And she said, well, I don't want to learn how to cook. And I said, well, then. <laughs> Convenience. <laughs> I'm not going to. It's not. Know how to it's help cheaper. You, you know. Yeah. Oh, oh, how about this? All right, let's talk about this now. So obviously sugar is not going to be good for, it's not going to be good for you if you keep doing it meal after meal after meal after meal, yeah. right? So then what do you eat? How, how do you go about eating then? What's the style of eating that you typically like to go You just want to know my like day? Yeah. Give me, give, day. Me, give me some of your, like, your daily recommendations. How does Will Tumberger wake up and go about making his food and keep – I mean you're, you're, you're a beast. 
you know, you're not bodybuilding, right? You're not, body, you're not bodybuilding right no. now, right? You're not training for yeah. a show. You just yeah. work out, just and out. Yeah. try to stay muscular yep. and lean yep. Yep. simultaneously, yep. right? Yeah. So, like, how do you eat typically? Okay, so wake up in the morning. I'm going to make about seven egg whites with two yolks. Seven egg whites. Um, yeah, depending. I mean, I can two eat up yolks. to ten. It just depends on how hungry I am and what you, time I So, I, that's, that's another misconception. I don't mean to stop you. I want to I, I go mm-hmm. through your diet and all that. Um, but egg whites versus the yolks. I hear the yolks are really good for you. They have a lot of good essential fatty yep. acids, good for your brain tissue, good for energy, getting yourself into fat burning mode, yep. so to speak. Um, so what, what are your thoughts on that? Do you, would you go five egg yolks and whites together or do you just like that? No, Is that a preference? for me, that's too much food to begin with, uh. right? So, and my primary reason of eating that is to wake up and put some protein in my body, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna throw a couple yolks in there. I don't really count. I'm just gonna put a couple yolks. To be honest with you, when I'm cracking the egg and juggling it, if it's a clean egg white, that's fine. And then you know if a yolk it, then I'll put a yolk in there. It'll be up to like three, right? Got it. So I'm getting those fats. I'm getting those aminos from mm-hmm. the yolks. Mm-hmm. Um, the egg whites more say are for the protein clean aspect. Protein, lean protein. And then I'm gonna have a couple meal. Couple like meal. Yeah. Okay. So you're yeah. gonna ha- have some carbohydrates. So have some carbohydrates. Start my day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, so after that, I'm gonna have a meal. Then, then my meals are just eight ounces of beef or uh, fish, right? Or like chicken. Anything, and you weigh out your any, foods. Yeah. Yeah. So eight ounces of protein. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I'm gonna do chicken, steak, fish. Nothing chicken fried. Chicken, steak, fish. Nothing fried. It's all grilled. I all I just do it in my kitchen. I've got like a little grill pan. It's easy. Um, and then either you know a cup of brown rice. One cup of brown rice or um, like sweet potatoes. Okay. Um, and then I'll pretty much eat that. Lower glycemic carbohydrates. Lower glycemic carbohydrates. Dip into your bloodstream Still giving you, all yep. the time. I'm also going to you know, throw some asparagus or green beans in there okay. um, for the fiber. Yeah. Um, I was going to say I didn't hear a lot of vegetables. Yep. yep. So I'm going to put those in there. Um, and then I pretty much I'll eat. So after my breakfast, then I've got one, two... So I'll eat two meals after breakfast, then go train, then eat another meal right after I train, and then I'll probably eat another meal like, like, you know, two and a half, three hours later, and then before bed I'll eat something. That's a lot of meals. It's a lot of meals. It's a lot of food, and it's not enough. Interesting. I, as a as a six one bodybuilder, I need to be two eighty, three hundred pounds in the off season. I have to be, to be competitive in the pro. Right. To maintain your size. But at the same time. I'm a personal trainer. My body image is important with my business. 100%. 100%. And as I was putting on weight, you're getting sleep apnea, right? Um, You're snoring. Um, Your body doesn't move like it used to. Mm. I like to be athletic. I, I, you know, that love of football Football is always in me, right? So I love doing box jumps. I love, uh, I love being nimble. As a bigger, I agree. I'm, I'm, with you. I'm so, with you. so with me, it's like you know what? If I can hover around 250, um, like 245, 250, I'm a happy camper. Yeah, and nice. then I can you know I can keep my waist small, and that's what I did for my second show. So instead of blowing back up, what I did for my second show was I ate clean, got my body to a really good level, about 240, and then I just waited like four weeks out, and then I hit cardio, and then I just started eating. Uh, I, I changed my protein to fish. Okay, and then lowered the carbohydrates, Much leaner. and then boom, it all shreds out. So mm. you're doing you're doing cardio along with the weight training, 
eating a lot leaner calories, definitely less calories. Now, do you cut the carbs completely for four, the last four weeks? Um, I can. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. I can. For, for, I, I'm just a, I can just do it. Just higher fat level, higher protein. Higher fat level, protein. Would, yeah. would, would the protein just stay moderate? Because if you overdo the protein, that could be high glycemic and your, your, body, your body will retain a lot of that as fat as well. If you go too, over, too much over the protein or what? What do you think about Not that? Not for me. Not for you? Not for me. Because I'm eating about yeah. 400 grams of protein. Jesus. Yeah. A day. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. And I read, yeah, that, yeah, it'd be about so you go like what a pound and a half, a pound and a half, a gram, gram and a half per pound, per pound. That's right. what I try to. That's where I feel good. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's also important too. You got to pay attention to, to the individual. Yeah. Pay attention to how you feel during certain exercises and how you feel after meals, yeah. post workouts, how you're recovering. Um, it's it's so important. And I don't drink shakes. I don't do protein. You shakes. don't do protein shakes. No, just just food. Just, just food. food. I, I was getting stomach issues. I drank milk for the longest time, and then uh-huh. I stopped completely. And then when I tried to come back to drink milk, I had like a lactose issue. So yeah. um, I stay away from the, from the unless it's like a hydrolyzed, like a isopure protein. Uh-huh. In the spur of the moment, I'll drink one if I got nothing else. Yeah. Um, but that's usually never the case. Yeah, it's not. It's not mandatory to do that yeah. post workout. And yeah. in fact, there's a lot of literature out there right now that says fasting after a workout increases testosterone and growth hormone. I don't know really? if you heard that. No. Yeah, no. so if you fast after a workout, you know, two, three hours, and then you, if, you, it's a, if it, it is a fasted workout, you're getting a lot of benefits, like I said, post-workout with nothing. Interesting. Testosterone and growth hormone does increase. Um, and that's another thing I want to talk to you about is fasting. So I went, and personally, like I, I as a as a young trainer, I had the mindset, of, oh, I'm a personal trainer. I can work out every single day, eat whatever I want, and still maintain a, a physique that's appropriate for my job and whatever, you know? Um, but over the years, I slowly gained weight, little by little, little by little, because I was eating a lot more. Although I was still working out, I was not as lean as I wanted to be. And coming to around last year, January 2017, I was at my heaviest weight. I was at 225. And, you know, I'm, you. I'm five foot nine, yeah. you know, it's big. it's big, 225, you know, I was always stockier, right, muscular, but I was lifting weights ever since I was 17 years old, yeah. 18 years old, and it was my excuse. I'm getting stronger, I can do more weight, blah, 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 whatever, but I wasn't fitting good in my clothes, I had to buy bigger shirts, yeah. bigger pants, my wedding pants that I had to get, they were tailored at size 40. Waist. Yikes! Yeah, but that was, <laughs> dude, that was to fit my fat legs, yeah. right, or my muscular legs, yeah. and I thought, and my big ass. Yeah. And then when I brought the pants up to my my waist, I had some room in my waist. So I started changing the way I was eating, and I started fasting. Uh, I first started with a 14-hour fast, and then I, you know, slowly went to a 15 hours to a 16-hour yeah. fast. Um, low carbohydrate, really no carbohydrate. It was just dark leafy green vegetables. High fat, fatty meats, nuts and seeds, uh, grass-fed butters, MCT oil. And then what I would do is I would carb load on the weekends. I would have no hold bar. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I would just kind of eat what I wanted within the fasting window. Mm-hmm. And I dropped, dude, I dropped, I would say, what, 30 pounds from January 2017 to now. So that's... So how many days a week were you fasting? I would say like it started out three times a week and, and then I went hours? 
So I went, like I said, from a 14-hour fast, and then I went all the way to 16-hour so fast. So did you, did you ever calculate the total calorie reduction? No, I never did any of that. I just kind of like played around with it okay. and see how my body responded. Mm -hmm. Working out, you know, four times a week and mixing in strength training, again, like five repetitions, eight repetitions max. Sometimes I'd have those weeks where I was doing like two to three repetitions, super heavy, but like intense. Push-pull days where I would do a, you know, a bench press with a, a, a bent over row yeah. or like uh, chest presses with, you know, lat pull downs. And I would mix up with like reverse grip, and regular grip, wide, narrow, excuse me. Um, and then I would do leg days twice a week or twice, yeah, twice a week. Uh, same thing, you know, quad and then superset with a hamstring, lunges, RDLs, like supersetting like that all the time. Mm -hmm. And then I would hit abs three, four times a week. Uh, I had cardio days where I was doing high intensity interval training where I was really crushing it, like 25, 30 seconds, 100% resistance all the way up on a bike. And then I would take my time, you know, two, three minutes, three and a half minutes to get myself back up to 100%. Intertwine that with some yoga. And I'm 29 years old. And I've been the best shape of my life. Awesome. It's, just what, it's just what worked for me. Um, and now I'm at the point where like, I want to, I want to add more carbohydrate into my diet because I, I totally restrict all the crap, like just no, no soda, no starchy bread. Um, bread is huge. Dude, bread is, everyone loves bread. They're crazy for bread. <laughs> there was a, I don't know why. You know Norm Macdonald is a comedian? Norm Macdonald. I know Norm Macdonald. Okay, so he's got a joke. Um, and basically he... It, it's, it's, it's more of a rant. It's just Norm Macdonald talking on the microphone. Like yeah. his usual comedy. He's got a very right. distinct voice. Right. So he comes out and he's like, so, uh, so you guys ever notice that, uh, you know, when you go to a, a diner or uh, you're going out to dinner, it's like, they give you a large loaf of bread before the meal comes. It's like, you know, what is that? And, and that's the joke. And it, Cause it really is. It's like, it's the, true. You know, what is that? You're just going to load up on this and then not have enough room for the other stuff? The love that people have when they say, oh, I love that. I cannot eat with yeah, bread. Yeah. But, you know, it's like – it's a thing, though, that, that's been, uh, um, I guess, brought down to us from the previous generation. In Europe, you got to have every single meal yeah, with yeah, bread. Yeah. You know, I come from an Italian family. Bread is like the staple. Hell, yeah. my dad came to this country when he was 22 years old, and he was delivering bread for a company down the street from our house. Yeah. That's how he made a living, selling bread. And who, I mean, who doesn't eat bread? And, you know, we didn't have, I mean, we, we had the information out there in the 90s. It just wasn't as relevant as it is today, and people weren't out searching for it. You know, I guess the fitness craze didn't really hit until, like, the mid-80s. Yeah. You know, and I guess maybe when Arnold was doing his thing in the late 70s, it started to get a little bit more of a... Uh, reputation but like you know Jane Fonda in the 80s coming out with workout videos yeah. and you know and then, but remember back then they didn't have as much artificial crap as they do today that's true you know there's so much processed stuff the, the advertising that, that directs towards younger kids yeah. and low income areas and it's yeah. just we, we have a problem nationwide worldwide with our health you know and I, I just feel super strongly that we need to be out there talking about this as much as possible, and hopefully the people that are interested in learning and want the information are seeking it. I think it's if people give themselves the chance to really take on, like if you, like, it's like this, like when, I, when I'm training people for like a contest or something like mm -hmm. that, um, I tell them this, I said, look, you have your whole life to live, this is 12 weeks, 
Well, this is so many weeks left. It's really not that long. Of a it's time. not that long. Twelve weeks. You can. You can. You can do a lot of things, and and you can attribute that to, um, or you can you can compare that with anything else. So if it, if it would be like to quit drinking or to uh, or to try a new hobby yeah. or anything like that, yeah. but it's like take three months and eat really clean, and eat what you're supposed to eat, and then tell me how you feel. See what happens. See what happens. Yeah. See what happens, and I bet you. You might not go back to, you know, eating that other stuff because you feel great. And you know what? The discipline that comes from the, the, the lessons that you can learn from exercise itself and yeah. going through something like that can be transferred to all areas of life. Your professional yes. career, your relationships, your workouts, your business, what, whatever it is because you have to hold yourself accountable. You got to be consistent every it's under single your day. your control. Nobody else's control. Absolutely. And if you're willing to put the work in. Yeah. Anything is achievable. Yes. Don't you agree? Yes. Yes. It's very interesting. If you're willing to put that hard work in and do what the other person isn't willing to do, then you'll always get that step up. Dude, I think that's a perfect way to wrap the show up. Oh, yeah, man. Dude, the Fit Sessions podcast, this is why it's the the Fit Sessions, because we work out in their sessions, but also talking about it is just another form of a session that helps people... Fuel that fire to go on to the next day and the next day and hopefully bring friends on and just promote a healthy lifestyle. It's just, it's just fun. Isn't yeah. that fun? Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. You know, maybe some people dread it, but this is like what human beings are, even though we don't want to necessarily put on all this muscle and, and run around, this is how we've evolved, man. This is how we come to the species that we are today. It's, primal. it's totally primal. It's we very primal. lift heavy things. Yeah. We build our houses. We went and hunt for our food. Yeah. We weren't sedentary like we are today. So we need to find time regularly to take care of our physical being, to take care of our mental being, yeah. because it's just going to make life that much better. You're yeah. going to be more in tune with everything, and you're just going to lead a healthier lifestyle, a happier lifestyle. And that shit's contagious. Totally happy. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. You're the fucking man. I appreciate your time. This, nice, is, this is a kickstart to a sweet relationship. I think this is going to be awesome. I'm really excited about this transition in my life. And uh, this is it. Man. This is great. Yeah. I appreciate it. Awesome, man. And that's it. Wrapping it up. Thanks to the sponsor, Tone Up Club, uh, Elemental Float Cryotherapy. Uh, we don't have anything on Instagram yet for the Fit Sessions podcast. But you could take a look at the Donnie and the Machine podcast, the other podcasts I host on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. We're going to get Will Tumberger on the Donnie and the Machine podcast soon. And we can talk about music, we can talk about fitness, whatever, man. Uh, thanks again. I really appreciate you. The Fit Sessions podcast. The Fit Sessions podcast. The Fit Sessions podcast. Fit Sessions Podcast.